Hey friends, before we hop into this episode of the Lead With People, Not At Them series on the Speak With People podcast, have you heard about the Leadership Collective? This is an absolutely free ebook that's available to you at speakwithpeople.com slash leadwithpeople. This is a leadership companion guide that's just filled with 37 different leadership principles from leaders from around the country who poured out their insights and their wisdom to help all of us grow and become authentic and healthy leaders. Make sure that you go and download the Leadership Collective right now at speakwithpeople.com slash leadwithpeople. And don't just stop there. Send that link to a friend so they can explore and grow in their leadership as well. Thanks. Now for this week's episode of the Speak With People podcast. Well, welcome to the Speak With People podcast. My name is Jason Rates. I'm so excited that you are joining us today. We believe that healthy communication is oxygen for your relationships and your leadership. So whether you communicate one-on-one to a team from a stage or from a screen like I am right now, we hope that today's podcast will encourage you, inspire you, and challenge you to choose to communicate in healthy ways. Because we know that when you do, you really will change your world with your words. Well, we've been in this series called Lead With People not at them. And if you have not downloaded our free resource yet, the leadership companion guide to the series, go to speakwithpeople.com slash leadwithpeople. It has over 25 leaders from around the country, plus all of the uh, interviews that are listed in this mega series about leading with authenticity. Again, go to speakwithpeople.com slash leadwithpeople to grab your copy. Well, today I am beyond excited for our topic and the interview with our incredible author and leader that we have because uh, he's a communication expert. And so for me, it's so exciting because we get to talk communication and specifically we're talking about clarity and it's so important in our leadership, uh, in our speak with people with or at paradigm, clarity is a giant part of it. And I'm so excited to talk with him more about this, but we're talking about how to win with clarity fill, fueled, clarity filled and fueled uh, uh, communications. And so this is just a fundamental aspect of leadership. I'm so excited to have Steve Woodruff on the podcast. He is an author of his latest book, The Point, which we'll talk about. And I'm so excited for you to meet him. Steve, welcome to the Speak With People podcast. Jason, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, we've met over LinkedIn and I have just loved following along your journey and what you do and have learned a ton from you afar because I'm trying to learn everything I can from leaders who who are, you know, are ahead of where I'm at. So thank you for all that you do. Sure. Could oh, you be- pleasure. I- Go ahead. Well, sorry. I, speaking of communication, I just jumped right in there. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you got to get to the point, which is what the book talks about. So absolutely. Well, before we hop into the <laughs> interview. Could you give us a little bit who you are, what you do, all that kind of stuff? Sure. So uh, I have been involved in sales and marketing and consulting, business development for almost 40 years. Um, And early on, I developed a, a kind of a fascination with how the human brain works and how words work and how ideas get shaped into words. And when you're in college, uh, that can be a theoretical interest. But once you're in the business world, that's not theory anymore. You've right. got to survive. You got to sell. You got to market. You got to get attention. 
And so over those years in trying to learn how to sell, sell, how to market, how to deal with social media, so moving from long-form writing to short-form Twitter, uh, there were just a ton of lessons learned on what it meant to use words effectively. And so I'm not a theoretician. I don't go and read a bunch of academic stuff about this stuff. I just had to go and do it. Yep. And over that time, over those decades, I began to understand that there's an awful lot of confusion around and there's mm. an awful lot of bad malpractice of communication and a lot of it is too much information, dumping unstructured information on people. That's a huge, huge part of it. Yep. And the opposite of that is clarity, is being mm -hmm. able to be succinct, brief, know exactly what you're saying and say it. So I've been on this quest to understand clarity, to teach others how to communicate clearly. It's been the subject of two books, one in 2018 called Clarity Wins, and then this book, The Point which is the culmination of all that I've learned. It's a one single formula for mm. human communication that anyone in leadership, sales, marketing, teaching, preaching, anything, it's the same core set of principles to be an effective communicator. Wow. Wow. I love that. And I love what you said about, you know, you're not a theorist. I can remember when we first started speak with people and I was at, um, uh, probably a chamber of commerce gathering or some type of networking thing and was telling someone about it as you, you know, give your 30 second pitches and all that kind of stuff. And someone said, wow, you must have a lot of degrees in communication. <laughs> and I said, well, <laughs> I said, I've just, I've, I've just been in front of people and have communicated to a lot of people for 30 years. So just here's some practical things I've learned. So I absolutely love that. I think that is really the key. It, there's a, I, I can be theoretical. Okay, so I love Absolutely. I love theory. I love brain science. If I could do my career over, I'd probably be a brain scientist or or someone that's involved in genetics and DNA. So some of this abstract stuff and some of this theoretical stuff and and high level stuff, I just love it. But brain science is nothing if not practical. And mm. practical brain science means. The human brain has an operating system. People interact with each other according to certain rules and laws and principles. And if we can discover what those are, we can become great communicators, as you said, without the advanced degrees. We just have to know how words and people's brains work. Right. Right. So important. And I love reading what those folks with advanced degrees are teaching us. <laughs> Yeah. And then leaving it, you know, distilling out of it, what actually works for a human, regular human in a regular work environment. So, yes. you know, it's fine to do all that kind of advanced research and, and it's, it's wonderful. But if you're in the trenches running a meeting or if you're composing a high stakes email, yep. that is not the time for PhD right. level rocket science communications. That's the right. time for learning to use vivid imagery and getting to the point. Right. So years and years you have been training leaders. So what, what kind of was the, you know, the beginning point that really, you know, it, it kind of welled up within you that went, okay, I, I, I've been given a gift. I, I want to help people this way. Was there something that you experienced or was there a moment that just kind of gave you that push that you needed to go? I think I can help people with this problem. 
I think in many ways, one of the big juncture points for me was I was I was in a, a, a role doing mostly sales, struggling with imposter syndrome because I don't really love sales and I'm I'm an introvert and and you know I I just I did it but yep. I didn't love it and eventually I came across the book Now Discover Your Strengths and did Strengths Finder and I got clarity on who I was. And so I talk about clarity on two levels, who you are, and then how do you speak? Okay, so the the book, the point is a little bit more focused on how do you express yourself? Yep. But I believe that any leader, any professional, any human, we really need to have clarity on who we are, what's our mm. DNA, what's our wiring. And when I went through StrengthsFinder and got an understanding of who I was and realized, hey, I don't have to keep thinking about and shoring up my weaknesses. I need to take this analytical mind and run with it. And somewhere in my 40s, I finally landed on the word consultant. And I said, mm. oh, that's what I am. I'm a consultant. I fix stuff. I figure stuff out. And I've become very convinced, Jason, that one of the most important things every person can come to is a set of keywords that summarize their DNA. Because if you know your keywords, if you can summarize in a sentence or two what you're really all about, where your value is, you have a compass wow. to navigate through life. And so many people are stuck in jobs, stuck in roles. They fell into it. They're not really suited for it. They don't really know their strengths. And one of my great purposes in life is to liberate people to know exactly who they are and to be able to express it to themselves and to others so that they can say, ah, I'm on earth for a purpose. Yep. This is the summary of my purpose. And so, you know, here I am, I'm on the far end of my career. When you look at chronology, I'm just kind of getting started, man. I've, <laughs> there's a lot of people out there that need clarity and there's That's a lot right. of people that need need to speak well and need to understand. So I've, I've got, you know, just a continuous well of motivation to keep doing this because yep. I think it's one of the most important things I was put on this earth to do. Wow. Wow. It's surprising though, listening to you because I would have figured you'd be on the radio because your voice is just, you've, you've got to, you got a radio voice. <laughs> I have the radio voice, but I have I do I've never been a DJ. I don't do voiceover work and yeah. I definitely cannot sing. So I can speak, but I yes. cannot sing. <laughs> oh, but I, I I I love the clarity that you have in your your own life mission and purpose. I mean, so many leaders they're just not there yet and and if they can get there, just imagine the exponential change and success, you know, that they'll experience, you know, personal relationships, work, business. I mean, it's just, it's just incredible. So, I mean, oh, thank you for that phenomenal. insight. Oh, those the key, keywords. The keywords is so exercises. I've seen so many people liberated by go, and I do some of my, my workshops are on personal branding. And so we dive into the whole idea of clarity around who you are and personal branding. And I think I get the biggest kick out of that workshop. I mean, I do all kinds of other workshops about different aspects of communication, but when you start dealing with people's souls and their professional direction and their, 
sense of who they are and what they can do and they start to get the light bulb starts to come on and they feel yep. affirmed in something maybe they've kind of thought they were and, and now they're being told yeah you are that oh my goodness it's absolutely oh. wonderful wow wow just ignites people who maybe have spent 10 20 30 years just you know telling themselves i mean this negative self-talk well you can never do that you can never even though they have those passions i, I love that word liberate because mm -hmm. you know imagine being able to be in that spot when, well, when it comes to clarity, I, I talk with leaders every week who are at all different, you know, spots on the org chart. And when clarity comes up, you know, a lot of times it's as a frustration because they're like, you know, I know, I don't know anything that's ever going on with my company. They don't tell us anything, you know, I don't even know what they want me to do. Why do you think sometimes there is this like clarity barrier in organizations, you know, and, and maybe they don't even know it, but maybe they do and they just kind of keep marching forward. Yeah, it's a plague. I mean, it really is. It's terrible. Um, part of it is fueled by jargon. So I, I am not a fan of jargon. And you can say, well, you know, what we are doing here in this department is we have results oriented, uh, collaborative, blah, blah, with all the stakeholders to bring about, you know, and it's like, what are you talking about? This is nonsense. And we become used to throwing around this verbal fog. Mm. that really does not give anybody a picture of what they're supposed to be doing. And you find this on job descriptions. Job descriptions are incredibly vague and just full of generalities. And then, yep. uh, and I, I see this as a big problem with leadership. One of the problems with, with hands-on leadership goes all the way back to job descriptions. The job mm. descriptions are vague. We hire people based on, you know, a lot of vagueness. And then they're not even clear exactly what they're supposed to be doing on a day-to-day -day basis and the leader may not may not even be clear either and so there's inevitable friction misunderstanding and if it was written down in tangible specific terms we would save everybody a ton of grief right but it's all generalities and generalities kill they are the opposite of clarity absolutely so going, going back to self-awareness for a minute, because I love what you were talking about with, you know, helping kind of people find some of those, you know, key areas. What do you think are some of the best ways for leaders to be able to, you know, figure out uh, if, if, you know, just how, how they're able to, how they're wired, you know, to be able to find some of that stuff and then what communication style fits into it, you know, because for mm. an extrovert, you know, uh, you know, there might be a different communication style. So I don't, I, you know, I don't know how those kind of line up sometimes. One of the most important things I think is to do assessments. So things like Strengths Finder and yep. DISC and others, they can provide a certain level of insight, yeah, uh, a certain level of understanding of of wiring or tendencies or or that kind. Of, and I think that's great. I like those assessments. What they don't often translate into is the specifics of my ideal role uh, as a human being in this world of business. Okay. Yeah. You really actually need a coach or someone else objective because we do not have the best understanding of, of what we're good at. You can't read the label of the jar you're in. So we tend to have a very vague and foggy and scattered view of what our strengths are. And what I have found the best way to help people get clear on on their direction in their style is in small groups 
to wrestle with the keywords, the stories, the ideas, the desires. Other people actually have a way better grasp of who we are. And they typically can tell us, yeah, you're great at this. Yeah, you're not so great at that. And you need that safe place. And, and it's not often there in companies. Wow. And so sometimes you've got to have a consultant. Sometimes you've got to have a workshop that's safe, which is one of the things I do with personal branding. And uh, once you get the affirmation of people that can look at you more objectively, it seems much more real. You can embrace it better. And otherwise, you, you might think, oh, I'm, I'm being proud or I don't really understand. But if three people say, hey, you know what? You're just absolutely fantastic at this. Then you kind of go, OK, yep. well, then. <laughs> yep. All right, then. Good. And maybe you didn't dare to believe it before. Yep. But. Okay, now everybody's saying it. I guess it's true. And those kind of North Star moments when, when we actually do get input into our style and our way of, of being are phenomenal for helping shape somebody's career and really their whole life. Wow. Wow. That's so good. It, it is so true. I mean, with the self-awareness side, sometimes we, we kind of get in a lane, right, with our pride of like, no, this is what I'm good at. This is what I'm not good at. And just what you said, if we get those people around us who are like, well, actually, <laughs> we see it this way. We're around you all the time, you know, getting rid of our pride to be able to listen to them. That's a, that's a, that's a really helpful exercise. One of the most interesting ones, and I've had this happen several times with individuals I was working with, and I'll do this with, with individuals at times, um, is people that are great at operations, and so often they don't realize how important operational excellence is, the ability to work with teams and, and to take hold of lots of things and make them. T they, they totally underestimate how great that is. And there have been several people I've worked with. I said, do you realize how freaking awesome that is that you can come in as a lieutenant and run the joint? And, yep. and so many founders and leaders, they don't know how to do the hands on running yep. the joint and you can do it. And. And so it's whether it's operations or whether it's uh, empathy or, or whatever it is, yep. when you can tap into those things that you've already got and then start really putting them to use, it's wonderful. That's huge. It's just huge. Okay, so your book, uh, which uh, I just can't recommend this enough. I read it on a trip to uh, Nashville last week on the flight and every, you know, every single chapter, I was like, oh, 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 highlighting and underlining. But you talk about the clarity fuel formula, the clarity mm -hmm. fuel formula. So I, I wish, I wish this is something that I could have read 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I wish so, I had written it 20 years ago too, but. <laughs> right. Let's help out some of our leaders kind of walk us through this, this formula. Cause I think it's insanely helpful. Yeah, well, great communication is simple. And, uh, you know, at least in theory, it's simple. And I've boiled it down to four rules. Okay. First rule is you have to have a point. Actually, I usually start with rule two. You have to get to the point. So many times bad communication is an inability to actually say, here's where we're going. Here's what I'm saying. Here's you have to get to the point. And there's yes. brain science behind that. The human brain is inundated with input. And if we don't get to the point quickly, we just become background noise. So a lot of the emphasis in my prior book and in this book is you don't, you don't have 25 minutes to earn mm. attention. You have seconds. Right. So you need to bring forward whatever is important for that person in your audience first 
in order to engage them. So that's rule two, get to the point. But rule one is you have to have a point. And many times people don't even know what their point is. They're just talking about yep. stuff. Uh, and so I have a very simple exercise in the book about, well, what is your point? If you're going to communicate in a meeting or a presentation or a podcast or a one-on-one -on -one coaching session or anything, you have to think of your audience in three dimensions. Right now, they are thinking a certain way, they're feeling a certain way, and they're acting a certain way. Mm. I want to change that with this communication. What's the shift? What do I want them to now be thinking and feeling and acting as a result of this communication? If you can articulate that shift, that's the point. We are communicating for a result, for purpose. We've got to have an actual change that we're looking for. Yep. So many times we don't pause and really think about what am I, what am I wanting to see happen here? And it may be incremental. It, you know, you don't want to be a pie in the sky as a leader. You often have to go for incremental. And so you don't leave people with generalities. You leave with very specific change that you're looking for. Mm. So you got to have a point. You got to get to the point. The third rule is we have to get the point across, mm. which means that we have to get to shared understanding, not just shared words. We can both be speaking English and have completely different definitions, yeah. meanings, thoughts, ideas. So we cannot assume that communication has happened just by throwing words out. We've got to illustrate, simplify, define, make sure that we arrive at shared understanding. Mm. And so that's getting the point across. And then the fourth rule, particularly in business, we're trying to get on the same page. We want to reach alignment. We want to reach agreement. We want to have a plan of action. And what is usually the problem here, everybody knows we want to get on the same page. Nobody makes the page. Mm. Nobody mm. writes it down makes the summary and we humans like written summaries and so if we're going to have a meeting i want to have a page beforehand the agenda of where we're going so everybody knows where we're heading and a page after here's what we covered here's what we agreed here's what we're doing so that nobody's walking away with disparate understandings of what went on and then yeah. having the same meeting over again next week because oh well uh, i didn't agree to that these are simple things, Jason, as you know, yep. having a point, getting the point, getting it across, getting on the same page. But it's these things that are lacking so many times in our communication. And it turns out you can take those four rules, those that flow, and you can apply it to a 30 second TV ad. You can apply it to a meeting. You can apply it to a book. You can apply it to a podcast. You can apply it to everything because this is how human brains work. This is what we got to do. And imagine if you did. I mean, there's so many leaders who are kind of sitting on the sidelines, wondering or waiting for their time and their turn. And, you know, they, they have it in them. They just have to, yep. you know, if they had this formula and they could just get to the, you know, oh, what it would do for their leadership. 
Yeah, it would, and what it would do for the people they're leading. You don't want people to be confused. And this is right. one of the biggest problems. And people leave bad managers, people leave confusing situations, people who cannot understand what's expected of them. And it, it shifts and it changes and it's not. That's why people leave. The disengagement problem that Gallup's been talking about for decades. Yep. A lot of it is because leaders aren't clear. And as Dave Ramsey quotes and others have quoted too, to be unclear is to be unkind. Yes. Do you want to be a bad leader? Be confusing and vague. Yes. That's bad leadership. That's right. One of my mentors, he would, uh, at the end of every phone call, he would always, you know, end the phone call with, now, what did you hear me say? You know, what are you, what are mm -hmm. you, you know, and it, wow. Okay. Well, you know, it had to, I had to back up for a second and you know, right. be able to do that. It, it, I had a very, I had a very interesting illustration. I had, I hadn't actually thought of it this way until just this moment, but I, I was, I had a, a Uber or Lyft ride to the airport uh, a week or two ago, and the guy was from Afghanistan, uh, and he was in full outfit and he had an Afghani flag. He barely spoke English. He's just been here for, you know, a couple years, and oh, so wow. we struggled, yeah. struggled to communicate. However, once we got to the airport. He knew what he wanted. He wanted a great rating. And so he knew to ask, how's the car? Clean? How was your ride? And he was reminding yep. me yep. of the key points of what was the next thing to be expected, which was give him a good rating. I thought, well, for crying out loud, he actually knew what mattered there. And, and <laughs> <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I was thinking of what you were talking to about, you know, sometimes with the information overload, you know, we don't, we don't get to the point right away because we want to lay the foundation and we want to set it up and we want to, you know, lay it all out. <clears throat> I know my struggle as a speaker, uh, I want to say years past, but even, even thinking of my last speaking engagement, I'm going through the evaluation process and I'm like, why did it take you so long to get to the point? Like they're right. like, you're right. Their brains are always wired that way. You know, why do you think it is leaders or speakers? Like we, we feel that tendency to want to dump all the information that we possibly can. Does it, does it make us feel, you know, smarter? Do we think it's getting, you know, more across? I mean, what do you think about that? It's a very interesting compulsion and, and it seems to be universal. I mean, it just seems like we all have this sense that there is so much that we have to say, and we simply don't want to leave anything out. Mm. And it's not, the issue isn't whether or not there is a bunch of important thing to say. The issue is what's the most important thing to say first. That's right. really the key. So we have to distill that information into a much sharper point to start with in order to get engagement. So when we're speaking, when we're presenting, everybody in that audience is thinking, why am I here? What are you going to do for me? What's in it for me? Every, the human brain is always asking yep. what's in it for me. In fact, that's the key to getting to the point is you have to address the what's in it for me. So, so I may have five things to say, but I'm going to start very quickly with a what's in it for me so that they go, oh, I know I'm here. He knows why I'm here and he's got something to say. Now, there may be 25 things that are really important. I know as a speaker, you're going to walk away with one or two. Mm. Those are the ones I'm going to bring forward. Those are the ones I'm going to emphasize. Those are the ones I'm going to make sure we're absolutely clear on. And then if we get into more details later, fine. So there's something 
in us that doesn't want to prioritize the information. But that's exactly what our audience wants. They yep. want the needle, not the haystack. Give me the needle. I'll look at the haystack later. I love that. And you talk about that later in the book when you talk about, uh, you know, unstructured information is like we're, we're giving our listeners like looking for that needle in the haystack. And that's if we just take a little bit of time and just structure what we want to say. Oh, it's so important. Well, we're making people work and we don't want more work. If I give you unstructured information, I'm forcing you to do my work. Right. My job <laughs> is to do the work, yeah. not to force more work on you. So one of the ways I underscore that with people in my workshops, I say, every one of you has a title on your business card written in invisible ink. You don't mm. even know it's there. And so everybody's going, oh, what's my, what's my title? And say, your title is communication designer. Oh. Whenever you do an email, run a meeting, do a presentation, you are designing your communication. Now you're either going to be good at it or you're not going to be good at right. it. But the principles in the book, in the point, are to help anybody become a great communication designer. The shortcuts, the principles, the brain-friendly tactics so that you can take whatever this haystack of information is and say, here's how to make this palatable. If you walk into a, a great Michelin five-star restaurant, they don't just dump all the ingredients on the table. Right. They have a specific <laughs> order and they create a meal in a very palatable way. And so if we're just dumping ingredients, we're not really helping anybody. Right. Right. And I love how you, you give a, you in the book, you give some very practical examples, even, you know, I mean, how many leaders and I've been there, we don't even think through our emails like, okay, these are, you know, these are so important because people are getting so many put some thought and structure into it. Yeah. And keep them simple. So one of the biggest changes I've made in recent years is to, to get away from multi-themed emails. I mm. would tend with an email to say, okay, number one, number two, number three. Well, all I'm doing is inviting people to delay because it'd be, it's too hard. Wow. It, it, yes. I'm asking them to, to respond to four things. So most of my emails now are really short, one theme. That's it. And often I'll even put something in the, in the uh, subject line, like 30 seconds of your time. Please, please let me know this yep. so that they know very specific, tangible, small, I can do this. That's so good. I, again, another principle I wish I learned years ago because I used to just fill my emails with, you know, I, I just want to give them everything. We've all, we've all done it. And, yep. you know, in a regulated industry, and I'm a lot of my work is in biopharma, it's highly regulated. Sometimes you actually have to have a bunch sure. of stuff in there because sure. of lawyers. Yeah. But you've got to bring forward what's important first and then, you know, let all the, all the yeah. lawyers speak, you know, be underneath it all. Yeah. Uh, curious from your expertise and knowledge and experience in the area, do you think, you know, the, the, how addicted we've become to these devices and the onslaught of information, has it helped, you know, clarity in our communication or is it, you know, turning the dial the other way? No, it's not helped at all. It, we have more noise every day. So yep. we have more stimulation, more input, more channels, more stuff that we have to sort through. 
So uh, our brains have a lot of work to do. We're processing 11 million bits of information per second from all five senses. And we're looking at screens anywhere from seven to nine hours a day. We're getting thousands of ad impressions every day. We're getting hundreds of emails. We're getting dings and calendar reminders and all kinds of stuff from our phones. So the distraction level is enormous and continues to grow, which means it's even more important for a great communicator to secure attention and get to the point because we got a lot of competition out there. Right. Competition's the noise. Right, right. I almost feel so overwhelmed sometimes when I open up LinkedIn because I'm like, all, every leader, you know, is just new posts, new posts, this video, this, you know, everyone's trying to get just a, you know, a little bit. And I wonder at one point, oh, I just remember when... We didn't have any of that. And it was just, uh, you know, yep. and I love it. I, I love it all. Like we live in a great day and age and all that. But I am curious for the, you know, my, my youngest is, my two youngest are 15 and nine. You know, they won't, they won't know a world where they're not on this all the time, doing a million things at once, you know, right. and, and all of that. It's just, it's just fascinating to see how that's, you know, helping or hurting our communication in the future. Yeah, well, you know, it's a tool. It's a great tool. Very interesting tool. But by and large, uh, it's just one more thing we got to fight in order Absolutely. to really connect with people. Yeah. Uh, last question I want to run by you. So if, if I'm the team leader, I'm a supervisor or a direct report, and I've got, you know, two to six or 10, you know, however many people on my team, uh, what do you think are some practical ways, some steps that I can promote you know, culture of clarity, how can I like lead in a way? And then what, you know, what are some principles that I can make sure are in place? So, you know, there's clarity in communication amongst the team members. A lot of that comes down to summarizing expectations mm -hmm. in writing. Yeah. So uh, I was with a team recently, we were doing a personal branding exercise with a training team. There are about six of them. And uh, as we were going through the different roles and responsibilities, it became clear that one of the people on that team, newest member, people had different perceptions of what her job was. Mm. Now, she had a title. Right. But they right. didn't understand. Exactly. So there was some frustration going on because actually nobody really knew what she was supposed to be doing. And, you know, yeah. and it's not like there was anybody really at fault. It was not like, yep. okay, these people are evil. It's yep. just that stuff was left floating. Yep. So one of the best things a leader can do is to say, okay, here are, of all the things in your job, here are the top three priorities that I want you to focus on. That's huge. Mm. And here are the tangible things I want to see happen this week, this month, this year. Tangible. Yep. You got to bring it right down to specifics. People can align to and successfully execute on specifics. Mm. But if you leave it vague, you're just asking to frustrate that person because yep. they don't know. And their job description may have 10 things. You go all the way back to what I talked about, the generality of job descriptions that are yep. so vague. Well, a leader's got to come in and say, actually, this is what your day-to-day -day work is going to look like. Yep. And that's very helpful. Now, now we know, and it may be that this person actually should never have been hired for that role because they, they, <laughs> right. nobody was specific. Well, right. now we're specific. Now we know you either need to be redeployed or this is what we're actually looking for. Great. Ah. 
So once again, it comes down to getting on the same page with you. You got to make the page. Yep. The page is what am I looking for with you? Wow. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Steve, this was incredible. You've given us such, I mean, great wisdom, uh, you know, great insight and really your book. Uh, I can't speak highly of it enough before I let you go. I want to do some rapid fire questions, let our audience kind of keep getting to know you. Uh, and so we talk about, you know, speakers speaking a lot on here. Do you have a favorite speaker? I mean, someone that you could just listen to I mean, every single time you're like, oh, I just love them. I get so much out of them. Wow. That's a good question. Um, <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, and you know this, when, when, you, when you're a speaker, you tend to be very critical uh, right. just as a any, anytime you're trained in something or you do something, you tend to be very critical. And, uh, and so there's an awful lot of people I've heard that I just, you know, no. Um, I, I actually don't know if there is any particular one. Huh. You'd think I would have thought of this. <laughs> sure. sure. I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you who is real good. And he wrote the foreword for my book, uh, Jay Bear. So Jay Bear is a great marketer, consultant, author, Hall of Fame speaker. And oh, wow. the guy, not only is he a powerhouse when he writes, but he is a fantastic speaker. I mean, he just, and he emcees meetings. Uh, you know, I, I think I would, I think I'd go and listen to Jay any day. And because uh, he's very, very practical as well yeah. as lively. So, yeah. so I'll focus on Jay. Plus he wrote the book for my book. So I've got to, you know. Hey, Give him some I love it. I love it. Absolutely. Is there a podcast or a YouTube channel that you love from a development end or a guilty pleasure end that just kind of fills you up? So I've never been a, a big podcast listener because I don't have a commute. I don't, I don't do a lot of audio. I've always done reading, reading. Yes. Uh, I love doing podcasts. I love guesting on podcasts and I love interviewing people actually. Yeah. Um, but of all the interviewers and I've had some real great ones. Um, the one that's really great, I think is, is, uh, the marketing book book podcast, Douglas mm. Burdett. So he goes real in depth with his authors and he takes any modern sales marketing book and he does a thorough job dissecting it, interviewing it, has fun with it, you know, makes yeah. jokes and sound effects. And, and so Douglas and, and, and his guests are always fun to listen to. I love it. I love it. Okay, last question. Is there a book that you think every leader should read? I mean, it's just like the standard leadership book. As a leader, boy, this has got to be on your shelf. Got to read it. The book Essentialism. And, mm. oh, man, alive. Where is it? Because I'm just blanking on the uh, <laughs> on the author. That's terrible. Um Oh, well, uh, but I believe in core principles. I've always believed in boiling things down to core principles, the essentials. Yep. And I think it's a very important thing for a leader to constantly be focused on the essentials and constantly be looking at what's really important. It's so easy to just get caught up in nonsense and, and to let our people get caught up in nonsense. Yep. And so... One of the principles of great leadership is being able to articulate exactly what matters and then yep. stay with it. Like a Stephen Jobs who had his problems as a leader, but he was focused on yep. user experience. He was 
focused on innovation. He was focused on excellence. You never yep. could mistake what he was expecting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. Well, goodness gracious. Thank you, Steve, for joining us. This has been just so insightful, so rich. Tell our listeners, where can we head online to find out you know, all things about you and your book and everything that you do? So my website, not surprisingly, is stevewoodruff.com. And um, of all the social channels, and I've done a lot with social media over the years, but I've really kind of narrowed down to LinkedIn. I've, yep. Most of my work is business oriented. So I have a LinkedIn newsletter and I share a lot of articles on LinkedIn. I make connections with a lot of people on LinkedIn. So that's an easy place to find me. Um, okay. I can be found on Facebook at King of Clarity, on Instagram at King of Clarity. Uh, but really LinkedIn and my website are, are the primary tools. And then the book, uh, the point can be gotten at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, other online bookstores. Um, it's published by Morgan James, uh, hybrid publisher and, uh, just, uh, just recently launched. And so, uh, it's, it's ready to rock and roll for anybody that needs it. I love it. I love it. Well, Again, I can't thank you enough for your time and for writing the point and providing it because I really do believe it is an incredibly helpful resource for leaders to be able to win with their clarity and communication. So we will post uh, all of this stuff in the show notes so where people can find you. And we will be doing a giveaway with some of your books in our Speak With People Facebook group. And so we'll be able to give some of those away to listeners as well. So Steve, thank you for your time. Thanks for being on the podcast today. Awesome. Thanks, Jason. And thank you to our regular listeners. Really appreciate your time every single week as you join in. Again, if you've never been a part, if you're not a part of the Speak With People Facebook community group, head to facebook.com, search for Speak With People. You'll find our community group, hundreds of leaders from around the country, all kind of coming together to grow in our communication skills. And so thank you again. And lastly, if you have not downloaded the leadership companion guide to the series, go to speakpeople.com slash lead with people, get your companion guide today. Well, hopefully you've been challenged, encouraged to elevate the importance and practice of healthy communication in your life and leadership. My hope is that you will speak with people and not at them. See you next week. And thanks again.